five essential areas you must know when starting serviced accommodation. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald, and we're going to cover five essential areas in your serviced accommodation businesses that you must be aware of before you get started or before you even think that you can scale your business. So at number one, it is all about making sure that you've done your market research and you know your areas. We have to know about demand in the area. Is there any? For starters, hotels are always a great place to start when looking at demand in your areas and looking at the sort of clientele that they've got there. Equally to that, it's about looking at the competition in the area. What sort of properties are they putting out there? What sort of rates are they putting out there? What do their occupancies look like as well? But you need to make sure that you know that your target market, the market, the clientele, the people that you want to put into your serviced accommodation units are going to actually be wanting to stay in that area. I see so many people saying, well, this is the sort of clientele that I want. And then they're looking for properties in an area that's completely the opposite to that. Why? Because they're just trying to shoehorn whatever they can to fit. Now, some people will just go out there. They'll look to try and do rent to rent, rent to SA. Uh, and they'll just be looking for any old properties that they can get their hands off just to chuck any old people in it. And a lot of the times that can work, but it's not always the best. You'll find you have more heartache, you have more problems, you have more people coming in and maybe potentially, you know, having parties and, and doing the wrong things. Why? Because you haven't got that target clientele, that target market nailed, and you don't know what your area is all about. So research your area and do your due diligence on that. Okay, that's very, very important. The next thing, number two, is your legal requirements. Know your legal requirements for the properties that you're setting up for your serviced accommodation business. So know how to use the right contracts when you're doing agreements. Now, maybe the properties you, you own them, or maybe you're doing rent to rent. You need to be making sure that you're using the right agreement, the right contracts for those properties. You also need to be making sure that you know if there's any licensing in the area. Some coastal areas now, the, they have licensing in for serviced accommodations because they don't want all of the properties converted into short-term rentals. So you need to be aware of that fact. And if it is, you need to apply for the relevant licensing. If you're doing um, rent-to-rents or anything like that, you need to make sure, as I say, that you're using the right contracts when it comes to doing uh, contracts with landlords or potentially agents. You need to look at your leasing terms. If you're looking at apartments or properties that are leasehold, that aren't freehold, you need to be having a look at the lease on these properties to make sure that you're allowed to do short-term rentals. And that brings us on to mortgages as well. You have to make sure that it's got the right mortgage type. There are going to be a lot of legislations brought in in the UK over the next, I'd say, probably six to eight months, where it might be that we have to be on a license. It might be that they bring in Article 4, which has already been in place for HMOs. And of course, they've, they've already got uh, all their regulations in there, but they're going to start bringing that in for serviced accommodation. So by setting yourself up for success from the word go and you know ticking all of these boxes, 
then when legislations or, or um, rules and things like that come into place and regulations, you'll be better prepared for that. You'll be set up and all the amateurs will go home and the ones that are set up professionally, like, the, like our students at the end of the day, the way we show them to set themselves up, will be set up in such a manner that they will be sticking around and of course getting more clients, getting more customers because the competition will be dropping. So make sure that you know the legal requirements there, you know the safety fire uh, regulations for your properties, you've got the relevant you know, fire blankets, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, uh, fire extinguishers if you need the fire extinguishers and of course you're letting everybody know when they're staying in your properties where the nearest fire exits and things like that are to make sure that you You've got everything in place. At number three, it's choosing the right properties. Comes back to your market research, but if you're looking at, you know, putting couples up, you don't want a six bed house. And likewise, if you're looking at potentially having somewhere where uh, families will go and stay, it needs to be in a place where maybe there's a bit of a garden and stuff like that, where, you know, a flat that's maybe got three or four bedrooms, but no garden or no outside areas might not suit the needs. So you won't get as many bookings as you want. So make sure that the clientele that you're looking to get in. I mean, I work with contractors, so I just have people in my properties pretty much Monday to Friday that are in and around the country for work or staying in that area for a, a short time. So that suits me a lot better, but I know what my market is. I can set my properties up. I can make sure I've got the right properties for the right clients. So make sure when you're looking at your property types that you're targeting and you're looking at, again, you're not just trying to shoehorn anybody into it because that's where problems happen. Make sure you know the types of properties that you want to be targeting and it makes it so much easier then. If you're talking to agents or even potentially landlords, at least you can say to them, these are the types of properties that we want to be putting our clients in it's a four bed you know a house detached whatever doesn't have to be necessarily detached but this is what we're looking for we're looking at putting families in a house you know a small garden would always be a brucey bonus as well so those sort of things and you can have the clientele now you can do flats you can do houses you can do whatever you want cottages yurts you know whatever you can do a tent in the back garden if it makes you happy but just make sure that you've got an understanding of that and you're not just running around like a headless chicken trying to look at any properties that anybody's putting out there because it doesn't always serve us and it doesn't always help us when we're doing things okay so at number four something that you really want to be looking at and making it as effective and as systemized as possible is of course your marketing so once you've got the properties you're in the area that you know it is we're going to be obviously going on booking.com airbnb maybe silver doors if you're looking for contractors and things and, and those sorts of um, portals but equally to that, you want to be having it on your social media feeds, advertising there, maybe going for direct bookings. You want to know how to attract the clientele that you want to put into your property, okay? Because it's all about making sure that your pictures are good, professional standard pictures. The properties suit the needs of the market that you are trying to attract, and you can then push the button on certain things. So photos are great. You've got to have social medias. You've got to be on the portals, but you need to make sure that you have the OTA set up and that you are systematically checking the nightly rates. Revenue management is a massive thing that we go through with our students. And on that, if you want to get a free ebook on how to start a serviced accommodation business or scale it up, we have a free ebook on the propertyunleashed.com website that you can go there right now, 
or after this video uh, and download that for yourself. Have a read through it. We also have some free tools and resources to help you. And of course, we have the ultimate service accommodation business builder training program that take you from complete novice all the way to a seven figure service accommodation business provider. If that suits you, then check out thepropertyunleashed.com. But make sure that you are going to be set up on your portals in the right manner, that you're going to have your revenue management in place because it's not just the case. A lot of people will just say, oh, you just stick it on Airbnb, you go sit on the beach and you watch all of the prices come through. Woo! I wish it was that easy. Uh, a lot of the times we need to be monitoring the revenue management. We need to be making sure that we're breaking even first and foremost with our bookings. And then, of course, bookings after we've broken even, we can put up a bit because that's all about the profit then. But it's not just as easy as chucking it on. It's not, I mean, a lot of the times when we think of buy-to-lets or HMOs, you have your prices. Your prices are your prices. So that's what you advertise your rooms or your properties at. Service accommodation is a different beast. You don't want to be doing that. If you're doing that, then you're leaving money on the table. Okay, so it's very, very important that you know how to set yourself up to market your properties well, but equally to that, to get your price points on point as well, because that will make sure that you get long bookings, you get better bookings. And of course, the higher the occupancy of your property, the more profit for you. And let's face it, we're in it for cash flow. We're in it for making money. So make sure that you're looking at that very, very important, okay? And at number five, you need to understand the running costs of your serviced accommodation business, okay? So if you're doing rent to rent, what's the guaranteed rents that's going out? What's the bills going out? What are your overall costs of your linen, of your cleaners, of uh, your OTAs? Everything needs to be accounted for in the business. I see a lot of people out there now saying, well, I make 1,500 quid or 2,000 pounds a month. Do you? Do you really? I don't think you do because is that after all of the costs? Is that after everything, even including your time? Treat it as a business. So many people don't. They treat it as a hobby or they just think, well, I only need a couple of those and I can replace my wage. You're going to have expenses. Okay. You're going to have maintenance issues potentially. You're going to have all sorts of different things that you've got to make sure that you cover for and you uh, put into your business cash flow spreadsheet. You want to make sure that you've got a profit and loss uh, and don't fudge your figures. If it's not looking good, we need to do something about it. But the numbers never lie to you. It's only us trying to tweak things and change things that actually make it difficult. So account for the prices of your utilities, of your cleaning, of your linen, of your maintenance, of your OTAs, of potentially virtual assistants that are going to work for you, of your own time. What is your own time worth? And apply it all to the business on a spreadsheet. Keep it simple to start with, but have everything there so that you can see everything, so that you can monitor everything because you'll never know if you've got a massive loophole if you're not doing those things. And of course, another big thing when it comes to your service accommodation business is tax, is VAT. Okay, so you need to make sure that you're aware, you're fully compliant and aware of the tax situation in your business and the VAT threshold that in the serviced accommodation, because near enough every single unit of a service, so a flat there and a flat there 
are almost classed by inland revenue as two separate businesses as well. You've got to be aware that the VAT threshold comes through on everything that you've made. Now, it doesn't matter if you make £4,000 a month, but you actually only see 1500 quid of that because all of the um, cleaning, uh, linning, the uh, OTAs, maybe the guaranteed rent, maybe the bills has gone out and you're left with your profit and you're thinking, that's all right, 1500 quid, it's going to take ages to hit the £85,000 threshold. It's not. It'll be looked at from the £4,000. So it really, a handful of serviced accommodation deals can knock you over the VAT threshold. Then that's 20% of your profit coming off on each and every deal. If you're out there living off of those profits already, you can set yourself up for a big, big downfall. You do not want to owe the VAT man or woman anything. And equally to that, a lot of people get to that, they get to the end of the year, they get a massive big VAT bill because they haven't been paying it and they don't know how to pay it and they go out of business very, very quickly. You need to make sure you know this stuff. That is why we put our trainings together so that everybody is well aware of all of the pitfalls that can be there. Mark my words, there are a lot of moving parts in SA, there are a lot of pitfalls. But if you know about them and you solve those problems before you actually have them, then you're setting up a successful business. The Ultimate Service Accommodation business does that for you. Download our guide at thepropertyunleashed.com. And we talk about it there as well. You need to know these things. As the old saying goes, you don't know what you don't know, which is why we put videos and content and podcasts out like this to help you so that you don't just run straight into a wall and knock yourself out of business before you've even started. I quite like that allergy. So make sure that you know your costs, you know, your furniture costs, you're setting the property up, your occupancy levels, what you think they're going to be, what your rates are. Now, obviously, when you're starting out, you might not know all of this, but you need to start tracking it. So you need to have a base to start with, and then you can track whether you're performing better than you'd forecast or not. And of course, being around like-minded people, being around people that are actually doing this, you can ask them, what are your nightly rates? What are you sort of getting here? What's your occupancy on these sort of things? And we can give you that feedback back, which is what we do in our community, of course, on our training programs to make sure that we're helping everybody. But you can get yourself out there. You can meet people in property forums and groups. Take what they say with a pinch of salt unless the proof's in the pudding, but obviously they can help you as well. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right sort of people, but make sure that you know and that you understand the running costs of your serviced accommodation business. So I hope those five things have helped you, have made you think about, you know, setting up your serviced accommodation business. Don't be daunted by those. Don't be put off by those. In business, there's always problems, but we're always looking for the solutions. So do not worry about those things. Again, please feel free to check out thepropertyunleashed.com. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Send me a message, a DM there to say that you're following me and I'll follow you back. That's Mark Fitzgerald Entrepreneur, all in one word, or come and friend me on Facebook. Always happy to receive messages. You can email us. You can reach out to us if you have any questions or you want to find out more on anything as well, because we're always happy to help you. We do offer training programs, coaching services and things like that. So we are here to help and support you. You've just got to go out there, take the actions and build the property businesses that you desire. Check out the next video or the next podcast episode if you're there and I will see you soon. Bye for now.